Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. All right, it is that time over. We're finally here, the very last episode of The Magicians, which of course means the last episode of The Magicians After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Ty Matthews, and joining me for the very last time, some of my absolute favorite hosts, first of all, of course, Ms. Adrian Snow. Hello, everyone. And and of course, of course, of course, uh, I'm so happy that she she could join us for the, the last finale, ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Steph Sabra. Hi, I'm so glad that the trio's back. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> it's been a crazy season, both for the show, for for us individually, for I mean the, the, world, the world. Obviously, <laughs> nobody nobody thought that this is how the the very last magicians after show would look, but alas, here we are. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about season five, episode thirteen, Fillory and Further, the series finale of the Magicians. Uh, guys, what are your thoughts on the episode? Um. I I really liked it. I mean, I know uh, it was kind of probably felt a bit rushed just because they're trying to get everything, all the loose ends put together before the series finale. But, you know, it, I didn't ever feel like they would ever be done questing. And so to kind of know that they're still going to continue on and, you know, some things are resolved and some things aren't. And maybe Elliot finally has love. You know, that's it's good to see. So I liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it showed that they really had a vision moving forward. I think everything made sense, but it's hard not to feel like it was cut short and like certain things could have been explored in way more depth. But I think in terms of character arcs, those are exactly where the character, what I would want to see from the characters yeah right right and and adrian i know we were talking a little bit before the show started you had mentioned you know some shows like breaking bad they get an entire year you know they Mm -hmm. get the luxury of knowing well in advance when they're going to be ending and um of course you know we we knew that that it could be a possibility but obviously with the news just coming in you know as recently as it did um it's uh yeah well, I felt like the writers and the creators kind of knew it might be a possibility. I mean, you kind of feel it in terms of like contracts being written and all that kind of stuff. And so they wrote it and instructed it to be a series finale, which is nice to see. And also leaving it slightly open-ended enough for if they could come back, they would come back for another quest. Um, but yeah, it's different. I mean, you know, sci-fi, I love the network, but they don't have the best reputation when it comes to ending shows. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. Eureka uh, was told they had a whole year to wrap it up and they're like, oh, psych, you have one episode <laughs> like Ooh. to wrap up your entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
you know, I can't say I'm not surprised that they didn't get another year to just kind of tidy up the way they wanted it. But at the same time, for what it was, I mean, I've seen worst endings to shows. So, yeah. right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite shows, uh, if anyone has watched Carnival, you know, that was axed at the end of season two and they had six series, six, six seasons of, of story to get to. So, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or um, was there, Quantum Leap. Was, there, was that? Quantum Leap back in the day. Oh, just, of course. Like, after they wrapped their season, they weren't coming back. It ended on a cliffhanger. So they just Ugh. put the little, they put a little uh, type typing at the end that just said that Sam never made it back home and that he was forever lost through the Quantum Realm. <laughs> so that's a horrible ending. I think. Yeah, that's better. awful. <laughs> Right, absolutely. Uh, was there anything in the episode that that surprised you guys that that caught you off guard or anything? I didn't think Zelda was gonna go out like that. Mm. Uh, oh my God, the way that she went out. Oh, that was gruesome. Yeah, yeah, and it, obviously the twist of the beast coming back makes absolute sense. But I I was kind of caught off guard by that. But it did make sense that we ended kind of where we started with the chat wins. Mm-hmm. and and our solid group of people minus quentin yeah but as zelda i love zelda i think that she's had a really really interesting character arc throughout the seasons and i do think if anyone was going to die like i am okay with her death because i feel like like she said librarians never really die they just move to a different sector yeah. of their life end of life but yeah it was pretty gruesome <laughs> yeah that that was uh it was shocking more so to see the beast return because I wasn't expecting that twist. Um, but I'm happy they did it. That was kind of cool to see. Um, mm. It would have been nice to see Zelda kind of get some closure with her with her daughter. So to kind of, I always like it, and maybe this is just me, when they cut to like a little bit in the future in a series finale. Right. Just to kind of give you like those tie-ups that you kind of want. So to see Zelda finally see her daughter and to see... Katie finally see P40 and you know even Quentin and Alice finally or Elliot reconnecting in the afterworld that would have been cool to see just because like who cares at this point like it's over just you know uh but at the same time um the Beast was probably the biggest surprise and then also Dean Fogg coming back being able to make it out of the etheric realm yeah yeah definitely um Obviously, we've got uh, a lot to get into both with this this episode and just wrapping up the whole series. But if you are uh, if you're watching right now, uh, whether it's on you know YouTube, iTunes, anything like that, just know we we so so appreciate you. Uh, hit us with a thumbs up, comment one last time, you know, just for for good measure. Uh, and uh, and and let's keep talking about it. You know, the conversation doesn't have to end. If you if you have any thoughts, if you have any any memories of the show uh, of their show or our show you know hit us up on on twitter instagram all that stuff you know i know that we've had people here since day one so uh reach out to us if if you're one of those people and uh and let's talk about it um but uh god where to start where to start with this episode um, oh my gosh you know you uh adrian mentioned uh fog returning from the etheric yeah. realm let's talk about that and and well, wait, let's just kind of but Santa Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. 
I did love, like, I love that this show has a way to make any episode a Christmas episode, no matter what yeah. time of year it is. Oh, uh, man, I love the Santa Claus. I just feel like it was such a Dumbledore moment. You know, when Dumbledore leaves the little trinkets for Harry, Hermione, and Ron? I mm-hmm. felt like it was like that. Like, some of them played useful into the, the challenges that they had ahead. And they all were really, really, they made sense. And I'm obviously here for that santa claus black santa all the way (laughs) the true santa the true santa (laughs) um no yeah it was great to see that and also just for him to finally let like kind of let alice off the hook and be like this was always just about you it was always your journey i did that for you it was never quentin's quest uh just to kind of give her you know i think it was really great to see everyone stepping in to kind of empower alice because they felt like like she feels so lost Mm-hmm. right now and so for for nick to come in and to tell her that he gave it to for her to get back into the game for zelda to be like you are today's the day you become a master magician and you only need one hand to do it like you don't need it's it's comes from within it was just really nice to see that so and then everyone getting their gifts right yeah, of course then know, getting the cute. knife sharpener yes and the the microplane, which are legit, some of the best uh, cheese, fruit, vegetable graders out there. Just so you know. If you I was one. wondering what that was. <laughs> it's a it's a micro uh, grader, basically. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. I see. Okay. <laughs> I have uh, but uh, but yeah, and I I love the fact that I think by by way of learning that it was you know Nick that had put that page there. I think that because I think a lot of people, myself included, were kind of waiting for some sort of appearance from Q to wrap all of this up, you know, in this yeah. episode at the end of the season. And I think that's a good way to to kind of circumvent that and to make it to make it okay that that didn't happen, you know, that it yeah. wasn't about Q, that it was about Alice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just having that, that Christmas morning uh, opening was, was super nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I instantly knew like it was going to be equal parts feel good as it was ending the story properly. Mm -hmm. As proper as they could. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, So yeah, we we have this fog that's kind of been driven mad from from all that time in the etheric realm. Um, I'm glad that we got a little bit more time with, with Dean Fogg. Yes, and not evil Dean Fogg, but like true <laughs> Dean Fogg. Right. That was nice to have him come back. I was nervous for a second when he was acting crazy that he wasn't the real Fogg. But oh, uh, he came in hot. <laughs> yeah. But just, you know, when they when they finally realized that he remembers time loops, I was like, oh, thank God. And then even that was kind of shocking. I mean, we'll get there. But to have right. him doing everything still on the service of saving the kids was great to see. Yeah, me too. I like that they finished his character arc like that because we have seen so many renditions of Dean Fogg. And although I love all of them, I we've gotten a lot of the bad ones this season. And I think mm. it's proper to finish him on the high note, which he's always been the one who gives them tough love, but makes sure that they're all doing good at the end as much as, as much as he can. Yeah. Right, right. Um, now, am, am I right in, in understanding that as soon as he lets go of that cat, he's going to revert back to, yeah. to how he started in this episode? 
Well, basically catatonic, yeah. Because he's right. so he drives him, he's driven mad. But oh. I mean, now he's a cat daddy. I mean, welcome to the club. Yes. <laughs> like, cat daddy. Cat people are the best. I mean, I like dogs <laughs> too, and birds, and animals in general. But uh, the fact that he's always basically just going to look like a Bond villain for the rest of his life, I think that's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Very Austin Powers moment of him, like very yeah. Doctor Evil, but like good. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and and so yeah, so you know we uh, we see Fog. Obviously, we we get a lot of really amazing moments with with Penny and Julia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, w- what did you guys think of 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 that kind of whole part of the episode? Um, I think. It, 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 it's kind of a bummer that you know uh julia kind of had to be on the sidelines just because she is so pregnant in real life um i get it i'm sure she was due like probably within weeks of them wrapping mm-hmm. that up but having penny kind of be tethered to his child in that way especially because penny is known for not always being the best at you know relationship negotiation so he's definitely gotten a lot better to have him tethered to the child was great. And then also for him to be able to have the powers again. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes. You know, I've been waiting for that. Yeah. I was like, we need to redeem Penny's powers properly. But when Dean Fogg came in and just like sliced the umbilical cord, I was like, if that, if I was Penny, I would like, it would have been on site. Like no joke. I would have flipped out and so I didn't know what was going to happen because that's pretty like vicious like I can't it's so hard to imagine a reason other than the one he gave for why that was the appropriate thing to do Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, but luckily there was a solution because I because I was actually worried I'm like are they just going to kill her off just to have effect like that because sometimes in conclusions of series or movies they'll just kill off a hero just because they want like that kind of like they got you dude scandal okay okay scandal. <laughs> don't watch that show but if you do watch the show uh, spoilers ahead they killed off like the one redeemable character in the very last 15 minutes of the episode and it was like are you fucking kidding me like the only person who has literally done no wrong you killed you murdered them and like <laughs> i i hated the show after that i mean i i struggled through five seasons of that bullshit anyways that's my little thing but so i was relieved that julia didn't uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't die that would have sucked yeah but that would have it was also great to see that you know there is a universe where she did die and uh plum admitting that they've already they're already in the time loop they've already created yes. the the alternate universe where she lives essentially that was, was a it was great- nice to see that I feel like that showed good writing as well because with Plum's whole storyline, it has been kind of up in the air and I've wondered if there's purpose to it and clearly there was. Yeah. And now she's no longer a time traveler. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. I I wasn't sure if we were going to see her again after uh, after a couple episodes ago. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, obviously, you know, we luckily fog isn't the the psycho fog that we've become so accustomed to this season. But of course, like we talked about, we saw the return of the beast. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Oh, man, the moment he that voice dropped, 
I was like, oh, for real? <laughs> like, right. Um, that's not the dead person I was expecting to see this episode. But it made a lot of sense that even in death, the beast would find a way back or would find a way to torture the people who loved him most. So for him to come back as Seb's lover, Seb, Rupert, what is, oh my gosh, whatever. It's b- b- the both. Dark King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was good to see. I thought that the dead coming back was going to be much more intense. Like yeah. just people like bolting out the door. But then it was just like a bunch of nondescript extras. So that was kind of a bummer. But right. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool to see him. Yeah, I it's the he is such an interesting character because he is such a dick. And mm. but it it shows just the stark difference. Obviously, there's so much gray area when I'm what I'm about to say, but with someone who has dealt with abuse like you have julia who's completely gone on a different path than him and it it just shows kind of what that abuse can do and what it can do to a family because clearly seb also carries a lot of that burden and weight in a way that he couldn't save his brother but uh he is awful and i agree it was kind of weird it's like you open the gates of hell and then six extras walk by yeah I was like, oh, okay, you know. Right, it it made me have to go back and check my notes. Like, wait, this was supposed to be like, didn't Haiti say like every dead person was going to come? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, don't worry, more will come. It's like, will they? (laughs) Just, yeah, they had to get a snack first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, that's one thing that that we always seem to kind of come back to in in the magicians is is their portrayal of villains and and how fleshed out they are and how three-dimensional they are and Mm -hmm. they aren't just like mustache twirling snidely whiplashes like they're they're actual characters yeah i I think the beast was probably closest to like a mustache twirler right but then at the same time as we were learning about you know as we were seeing him be like evil we were also learning his backstory and the the amount of abuse he had, had gone through. And, you know, they never let um, Christopher Plover off the hook, like, right. which I appreciate. Like, there's no point where they're like, well, maybe he can be in any way, shape or form redeemed. Like, even when Seb is pleading with Elliot or, or trying to figure out how they can stop uh, Martin, they he says, you know, I wish I could have stopped that monster from destroying our family. And he's not talking about the beast. He's talking about Christopher Plover. So that was yeah. great to see as well. It's a great point. Yeah. Um, it was a nice little callback to the the season one finale when when the beast kind of like mangled Elliot's hands. Yeah. You know, re- reminded oh, me yeah. a lot of he, just, he chopped them off, right? No. Well, Penny, with Penny, he Penny, did in yeah. season one. Okay. Yeah, with right. Elliot, he just kind of like... Mangled them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, called him an addict and i was just like dang he read him for filth that he was just like tagging along with with quentin and the rest of the game i'm like listen everyone's grown except for you okay marty (laughs) you've just been rotting away in hell still being bitter yeah (laughs) and it's yeah it you know that that exchange when he just yeah he reduces him like that it reminds me of like a lot of other scenes like um you know thanos i don't even know who you are like thing, things like that yeah you know? but then uh, it's, it came back and it bit him in the butt and he was like 
I am inevitable. No, you're not, sucker. Sorry. <laughs> I really love Endgame. I watch it way too much. I just rewatched <laughs> it. I yeah. love Endgame. I watch it like uh, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, what else? You know, let's. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about Elliot. Let's talk about Elliot Hyman Charlton. Charlton. Like, yes. I, I had so much fun following these characters. I did not expect Hyman to so easily and willingly give up his body, uh, especially because he seemed so sad about it for so long. But I guess if I had been out of my body for a long time, but still, you know, observing, I guess, I'd right. be kind of shocked when I had to use the restroom again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or when I had to, like, you know, hunger pains. Right. You know? And it all, yeah, it, it seems like it always just comes down to, like, it would be so much easier to perv on people if I was, you know, yeah, in a corporeal form. Yeah, and to perv on himself too, which I was like, wow, he really <laughs> right. wants to do that. He is so. such a perv through and through. But I, lo- I knew that was going to be let leading into like a good Elliot moment. Oh yeah, and yeah. So I that was all rewarding. But Elliot's whole. God, I think out of all of them, he might have the most depressing overall storyline from beginning to end of season one to now, because even so, it's like, it's heartbreaking with Seb, that conversation that they have where he's like, no, dude, I've actually listened to you this whole time and I've actually liked you, but you were too like trying to chase a centuries old love affair. And, and then he had to let him go too. So even though at the end, which I know we'll get to Elliot's storyline is a bit redeeming and i think that it will be a good future for him it just like it's kind of like it still sucks right yeah i think you know what charlton says at the end where he's like i don't think i don't know if you want to be with somebody like me and he's and he goes somebody that knows you well is emotionally available and plans to stick around i was like damn i like, love that's that. just but that's also it speaks so much to sorry i've been listening to uh Jess and Monica love boys on the armchair expert podcast for people who want to tune in and they're talking about how like we get into cycles of just wanting to constantly complete the pattern and Elliot does chase after people who are unavailable or people who who are going to leave him you know and so for him to potentially be with somebody who's like kind of just so show him uh emotional vulnerability and what a healthy relationship is i see that as you know fingers crossed that he just like commits very good a very good ending for elliot you know for someone who's been through so much and has lost so many people and seb at the end of the day kind of deserves being locked in that that uh cottage with jane you know it's kind of like well you should have just moved on buddy because your your dude did your dude moved on to the afterlife like yeah walked through his door that kiss between charlton and elliot though was like so perfect yeah (laughs) i didn't realize how short charlton was until they kissed i was like oh wow (laughs) oh yeah and he even he even says when he's in hyman's body he's like i'm tall yeah um yeah honestly that that really caught me off guard um that exchange between charleston and elliot but that was it was so nice it was something i didn't realize uh that, that was I an needed. option yeah. yeah 
Yeah, yeah they really, really flipped the that. script on that one. They were like, how do we make this possible? <laughs> but they, you know, it, it worked out because, and I, oh, I really did love Hyman's, the actor who plays Hyman, whose name I've lost, I'm sorry, uh, impression of Charlton. It was so spot yeah. on, like the voice and the mannerisms, like, dang, that's, it. you can definitely tell that it's Charlton in the body now. Yeah. And, and so. that's, that's one thing that, you know, I know we've talked about a lot before, but one thing that I've, I've always loved about this show is they, they play with that a lot with, you know, characters playing other characters mm -hmm. and characters playing other versions of themselves. You know, we talked about it just a few weeks ago, how you can so clearly see the difference between like Penny 23 and Penny 40. Yeah. You know, that even, even though Arjun is on the show, it feels like we hadn't seen Penny twenty or Penny forty, Penny 40. For so long. Yeah, they all just you know it, it's a it's a credit to everyone's acting talent that they're able to inhabit each other. Even like the few times back when Quentin was on and he would be tasked with playing a different character or being you know inhabited by somebody else, they've all just do such a great job. Right. Right. Um, now, obviously, you know, we're talking about Elliot, we can't talk about Elliot without talking about Margot. So we we got to talk about Margot. Uh, what looked what looked to be her sacrifice, you know, when she left Elliot and Josh. What did you guys think of of this scene and and her kind of turning back time, all that? She's the best. Margot is oh, and will always be my favorite magician's character. She her storyline was so rewarding to me. Just even the flip of the name from the destroyer to the creator. It was yeah. just perfect. And I just thought that scene was so wonderful because I, I was going to ball my eyes out if she died. And I, I fully thought she was going to die because it's the finale, serious finale. Like it, mm -hmm. it would make sense in some ways. And I just thought the way they did that scene with a Josh sandwich send off, which by the way, I hate when they describe it so good like that because I want it. So like, good. It's unfair. With the shaved black yes! truffle exactly but when she's sitting there eating the bite i'm like this is a beautiful scene i loved yeah. it yeah i just loved it and then even penny being like come with me if you want to live josh told me to say that i it seemed like it was really important to him <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes terminator. right um, <laughs> of course terminator two terminator three four um but yeah it was it was great to just have margo you know i always want more for margo i always wish we had more time with margo more backstory to margo but regardless it, her just being her most margoist and being like I, of course i lied i love you guys too much i don't want to hug i'm smiling because i know i'm going to my death like, let's not be sentimental about it. Please go so I can do this thing. Here's my eyeball so I can make sure you survive. Um, yeah, it, 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 it felt good. And then I had a feeling, I was like, the moment they said we need to connect the psychic connection to somebody who can handle it, I wrote down, oh, Penny's going to get his power back. And so I was like, Margo's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so, but it would have been a bummer. I think killing Q off last season allowed for them to not have to kill anyone off in the series finale because I think that would have been like a bit too much for people sure. to be like oh my god you did not just kill off Alice or Margot or Julia um when you killed off such a major character in the season finale last year yeah right. 
Yeah. Also, I feel like this whole episode kind of solidified that Quentin was just complete, I don't know, like unavailable for any sort of filming because they opened the gates of hell. <laughs> like we had <laughs> we had Penny in hell and no I mean there was no sign of Quentin. So Well, <laughs> Quentin moved he Quentin went through his door. So he's not in that oh, realm yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so what right, whereas Penny is serving out his his time as a librarian, which is like what a billion years. So he'll he'll be there, and he can't move on until his billion years are up. I hate um, the library, <laughs> but Penny likes it. I mean, I know, so, but they were such control. Was it last oh, season? What season was it where they were just for like the awful. past two seasons? Right. Oh, they were awful. Yeah, just awful control yeah. freaks. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, like you said, you know, Penny Penny gets his powers back, but only when he's holding uh, Hope Quentin. Yes. Mm. HQ. <laughs> HQ. If um, my parents ever made my initials headquarters, I think I'd be a little bit upset. <laughs> I think Adrian's I like, like it. like, why not? <laughs> I like nerdy stuff like that. I'm like, that's not bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Noting it. Mm. Yeah, you know? um, IBM, but, you know, whatever. Right, but yeah, I I love this kind of like it's a little bit of an epilogue, you know. It we don't get that time jump into the future that a lot of other shows do, but we get a little bit of an epilogue. You know, we find out that Elliot is is on the faculty at Brayfield's now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's rocking that same tie that that Fog always does with the Trinity knot. Yeah, he's looking good. You know, right. They all look just like such adults now, which is just nice to see. And then having um, Katie basically still working with the hedge witches and working with their moon lunatic to, to talk to the moon. I would have figured that they would have come to some type of resolution with the moon, but right. to each their I own. know, yeah. but I, I think I'd be a little bit upset if I was the moon too, because they like <laughs> really, they were not playing by the rules. <laughs> did ask nicely and yeah, the moon yeah. agreed to move it was marina mainly marina yeah. really messed that up but yeah i uh i love fen's storyline too i thought that we finally give her a little bit more props for what she can do and her importance in this in the entire series in general and i think yeah. that they're very so they're very aware of that like even in her writing with her they know they haven't always given her all the chops but there's that's the problem when you have so many characters like mm-hmm. like you were saying adrian we couldn't even get Margot's background so yeah but i love i loved how we got to build a new fillery and it was with the way that her dialogue at that po- that point of the episode was really good i thought yeah it's just nice for her to kind of be like fillery wasn't that great you know, and I think we could improve upon Fillory because I think, you know, if somebody was like, Adrian, you get to change the earth. And I'd be like, well, (laughs) (laughs) margarita pizzas on deck. Also margaritas. I wanted to bring both. Yeah. Filled with scotch that you can just plug in and just a little fountain of scotch pours out on the tree. 100%. Scotch tap. Scotch tap. You know, uh, Adrian yeah. for president. <laughs> <laughs> but, World uh, creator right here. Right. But yeah, that was, it, it was beautiful. 
and go go from you know where we had where we had seen her when she first appeared to now literally birthing the new fillery yeah yes literally um alice just from that one scene where we have alice and fen and margo and josh i loved what alice said about like you just need to accept your whole self because Mm -hmm. i think of all of them she has struggled the most because she lived like 500 lifetimes in one season right and did a lot of awful things and a lot of awful things have happened to her this season and last season so i think that that's kind of awesome to hear because i think that everyone does not the best stuff and not the best stuff happens but if you accept you can't really move forward if you don't really accept yourself for the full picture yeah yeah that was really nice for them to just kind of that was the way that they can really control the circumstances is just like the accepting of themselves my only hang up with alice this whole season or not even this whole season but just like the back five was that wig that they put her in? Why is she in a wig? <laughs> it was driving me crazy. Did not notice that once. Because her hair it was her hair like the first five, six episodes of the season. And then she just was in a wig one day and not a good one because I noticed. <laughs> should never be able to notice oh my god who put on um, alice's wig i have a terrible wig dar i can never yeah who was that anyways (laughs) uh but yeah i mean with that there's the new fillery there's there's finn josh alice and the very last note that i wrote of the very last episode of the magicians was just margo the creator yeah and uh that's uh i'm I'm glad you guys mentioned that because you know the that dichotomy of going from destroyer to creator is is such a uh once again a, a beautiful trajectory yeah. yes and they did love- end it go ahead oh no i would just love how margo was fen was originally going to be like the one to open up the seahorse and she's like you and then margo's like you held this in your cooch are you sure <laughs> yeah it's like you literally held the world in your vagina um but just that the cuteness of margo hitting it just the click and that's the blackout it's like oh the adventures adventures continue without us but you know that's okay too and you know everyone's got their own adventures you know julia and and penny are the adventure of parenthood and also whatever side quest that she goes on and so it'll be okay yeah i I love that I also love Josh. I always love the writing for Josh. I think his character is so flushed out. He must be based off someone on set or something like, or the a friend of the writer. But when he was talking about how male seahorses actually carry the child and how Margo would like that, I love that. <laughs> it's true though. They switch yeah. sexes. Look it up. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a really good it was a really good ending and just like even the lines with like fen when they're about to create the world seed she's like is it too late to pee because i was like oh i identify with that like (laughs) shit's about to go down i'm like oh sorry guys i have to (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) give me a minute it's just it was Uh, a good ending yeah yeah and with that the magicians is no more yeah oh this is the only show i've done an after buzz from top to bottom like every yeah. year. 
me and Ty had come back. (laughs) It's, it's so crazy. It's, it's like a, we were talking about it a little bit before the show. I had tweeted a link to our very first episode from January of 2016. Uh, And so you can see uh, me, Adrian, uh, Carrie Lane, Samantha Benitz from what feels like forever ago. It feels like so much longer than four years. We look like babies. Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, what are, what are your, your guys' thoughts, reflections on, on the show, on the after show? What, uh, what do you guys, what do you guys want to say? Steph? I, uh, I just think this show is really special. I think that I'm going to be really sad without it. It did such a beautiful job of incorporating so many issues that other shows don't want to talk about i think that sci-fi is always a beautiful vehicle to talk about these types of things because they Mm -hmm. can do it in a unique way that kind of takes you out of your normal day-to-day and then puts you in a in a fantastical way i loved what they did with i think that they did a great job diversifying characters having each character's arc just go in a full circle in the most beautiful way and I'm really gonna miss it I hope I think all the actors are so so special I hope that they continue to find work and I hope that other casting people out there acknowledge the work that they've done on this show and give them opportunities outside of this hopefully in movies and in even bigger shows moving forward yeah yeah um it's so sad and bittersweet to, to be done with it. And also, you know, just a shout out to the Sci-Fi Network and the cast and crew who, who've really been friends of the show since the very beginning. And we've had a lot of them on. And, um, you know, the Sci-Fi Network, they had some crazy shit on that, <laughs> on that network. But at the same time, they have like two of my favorite shows, Eureka and The Magicians. And, you know, those shows, for me, for the most part, stand the test of time and the storytelling that they do and and the character development that they have and so to to wrap it up during a pandemic is is a bit of a bummer it would be it would have been nice to be in the studios with you guys for one last time and to cheers goodbye to them for one last time but uh it is what it is and yeah it'll be it's it's sad to have the show go but i'm happy i was here the whole time so yeah, exactly. I think if if this episode, this season, this series taught us anything, it's that you can't always control external circumstances, as as we can see with how we're doing this show. Uh, but for for me personally, you know, this has been a huge part of my um, of my life, of my hosting career for the last four years. This was this was one of the very first, I think, the second non wrestling show that I decided to to try my hand at, and I think. Um, going back and, and watching me in season one and going back to now, like it's just worlds apart. And I think a lot of that is owed to this show and how kind of varied the subject matter is. You know, I think it's uh, it's helped me grow a lot being able to talk about this show and a lot of these issues. Um, and especially, you know, going back to first season, you know, um, Adrian, I know we, we talked about a lot of the issues, topics with... Would oh, get, man. get heavy on the you remember show, when on the, I used to get in trouble show, all the time? which not everyone <laughs> <laughs> not everyone was crazy about it um, yeah but <laughs> yeah but but yeah I think that speaks to to the power of the writing and the power of the subject matter and the places that that and we're we're all willing to go uh yeah, and for I'm sci-fi Maria to Menudo's. be willing and to go to those places to- um 
uh, means a lot. And it's been, it's been an absolute blast talking about this. Um, you know, we had talked about being, being there from episode one all the way to now. Steph, I was so excited when, when you joined the panel um, because I think more than a few people had, had called you a real life Margot even, even before you joined the panel. Yes, uh, I've gotten that. I've gotten that a lot of times, but you guys are the best to join this panel with because it's it. not everyone watches the show, but everyone who does love it yeah. loves it. So it's so nice to be with people who love the show as well. But I do think that this show will age really well on, on streaming sites. So if mm-hmm. it continues to be on Netflix, I think this could be one that has like a resurge of love and appreciation of new viewers. Yeah, I think it's it's such a great show. And it, it is like one of those things when you run into somebody who does watch it, they're very excited to talk about it because it's kind of like this underground thing, but it's the storytelling has always been really amazing. And, and, you know, even just like, like the evolution, I think back to first season of the after show and I was like, God, I was so serious in my earlier years <laughs> on after buzz. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't give a fuck. Hey guys. <laughs> Um, so, and I think that's also a credit to like the sh- the show as well, that the show has, knows how to play with levity and darkness and, and sometimes within the same moment, you know, of, of PTSD and trauma and singing it out through musicals and, you know, that you can't find that in a lot of shows where they, they do right. uh, such a good job of that balancing act. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, um, Thank you guys so, so much for for being on this panel. Thank you to everyone that has ever been on the Magicians panel. Yes. Carrie Lane, uh, Samantha Benitz, Joel Monique, Nate Miller, uh, Yale Teagle, everyone that has joined us, all of the cast and crew that have been amazing enough to join us from yes. Arjun Gupta to, to Rizwan uh, Banji to Josh. Mm-hmm. So many people, Josh Butler, who has visited us multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to everyone. And of course, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, thank you so, so much for taking this ride with us. Um, like I said, it's been a blast to talk about. And it's because, like Adrian said, you you know the fans of the show are so passionate. So for everyone that's ever been in the chat or hit us up on on Instagram, Twitter, left a, a YouTube comment. Thank you so so much. Yeah, from the bottom of our hearts. Buffington on right. Twitter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's people that have that have been with us since day one, and whether you were there since day one, whether you just joined us this season, uh, hell, if if you're watching this years from now, who knows. Um, oh my god just, when we're yeah. old like right. old old <laughs> so looking back on this but uh, just yeah thank you so so much to everyone for the love and support um, guys one last time where can they find you you can find me all over social media at Steph Sabra. I just launched a YouTube channel this week. Actually, I'm going to be dropping some videos this week and it's just nice. at youtube.com slash So check me out. And if you're feeling lonely during the quarantine, I'm sure I speak for all of us. Hit us up over social media. We would love to talk to you. Talk about magic and positive stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on Sundays on the Outlander After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Um, I'm also, because it's quarantine, uh, probably going to launch my soap making and body products, Strange Gazelle, if you guys want some soap made by me and some lotion. I'm an herbalist, so uh, you can look out for that. Follow me on Instagram for more updates on that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's it. I want soap. Yeah. Um, 
As always, you can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Um, like you guys talked about with, with us, you know, being being under isolation having a lot more free time. I'm doing a lot with my uh, sketch group, Friendo. You can check us out, youtube.com slash Friendo Sketch. Uh, a, a lot of this, if there's any sort of silver lining, this is sparking a lot of really cool creative projects. Uh, so so keep up with us on on social media, all that stuff. Um, and, and also, yeah, just, we, we hope that you're staying safe, staying, staying healthy. Uh, like Steph said, uh, reach out to us. Let's, let's keep connected. You know, let's keep talking about, about magic, about positivity. This, this opens up so many doors for conversations. So, uh, so yeah, let's keep the conversation going. Uh, and, and I guess that's, a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on the magicians Aww. after show. Uh, oh, but, we love you guys so much. We'll be back on various other after shows. So keep up with us on social media. But until then, peace. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.